I think you've had enough, Peter. Ah, you don't know. Get away! I, I know my body better than you. Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's podcast experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show. Thank you for following the show at Kate Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you for subscribing to the show wherever you get your podcasts, because we are everywhere. So now that you've found us, stick around for a while. It's going to be fun. So lots to talk about before we get into the show itself. Uh, there's quite a few things I want to tackle before we get down to to the meat, to what you're really here for. Not the announcements, but the show. You want you want the funny, and you want some information? Maybe. But first, some news. The most important, or the most timely piece of news, I should say, is that I had teased and said that uh, there's going to be an October live stream, and unfortunately, that is not going to happen. I'm sorry to say it was being put together, and some things came about, and... It just, it isn't going to happen, you know, without getting into all the gory details. Unfortunately, the plan was to do it this coming weekend on October 23rd. And unfortunately, it's not going to play out. So that means we won't be doing a live stream probably until spring. You know, the guys had their costumes and everything. Well, they had everything picked out. I assume they maybe had to put some stuff together. But uh, last week, this kind of came about where the reality that it wasn't going to work kind of set in. So unfortunately... Uh, we can't do anything for Halloween. But I said, well, maybe when we do the next live stream, we'll dress in costume because why not? Just seems like a fun idea. We can just do a live stream in costume because, uh, sure, hey, we'll still do a midnight one, maybe. And we can dress up. And uh, why not? The live streams have their own dynamic to them because they're live and there's the interactive element of those shows. And sometimes they run a little longer, like our one in July. So unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But we're all looking forward to it. So it is a bummer. Man. There's only 10 weeks left in the year, which is one of the reasons I kind of need to go over all of this stuff. Remember how last year we were like, oh, 2020 sucks. Bring on 2021. Can't wait for it. And now we're in the second half of October. My birthday's come and gone. Halloween's on the way. Then Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then New Year's. And that's going to be 2022. We couldn't wait for this year to happen, to get started. And now it's almost done. It's crazy the way time has sped up again. Within the last year, time has started moving very, very quickly. And now getting back to some semblance of normal life or what normal used to look like pre-pandemic life. It's now just, it, time's not stopping. So there's a couple of things I figure I should address. Uh, so there is going to be, once again, the Half in the Bag Holiday Spectacular in December, which is the finale of the year. The big 2021 finale, which is going to be an all-star collection of people. It's going to be a two-hour show, and it's, it's going to be a blast. It's not going to be live this year. It's been decided to pre-record it because the only bummer about doing it live last year, as much as we had fun, granted, we couldn't do everything we wanted to do last year because of COVID restrictions and, you know, only X amount of people allowed in the studio or allowed in a building and all of that stuff. So this year, providing nothing gets too crazy in terms of COVID numbers or COVID restrictions, the plan is to have this year be more like the show that was intended last year. So here's hoping things continue to improve on the pandemic front. But uh, the bummer was also that we didn't have like a holiday party or gathering at all last year 
which we wanted to do this year. So we said, well, let's do the show on a Friday or a Saturday. We'll pre-record it and then it'll go out and, you know, maybe we'll live tweet along with it or something like that. Like we'll set it as a premiere so you can watch it live as it plays out. You know, you can do that on YouTube. Just schedule something for, let's say, 8 p.m. Eastern and it'll play. So you can tune into the YouTube channel and it'll show that it's a premiere and it'll play out in real time. So it'll be like watching a live, even though it was pre-recorded. But yeah, we thought if we're going to get everybody together, we'd like to have a party and it's not as easy to do on a Monday night. So we decided, you know what, let's after talking about it with the participants, the call was made to, yeah, let's pre-record it. It won't be alive this year. And at the same time, it could be more focused and we can have, you know, we could cover all the stuff we kind of want to. It's going to be minus the interactive part of it, but that's OK. We're going to do something different. We did that last year because we had a smaller show and a smaller group of people. So having the the fan interaction, the live interaction was great. And this year, since we can have more people, then there's going to be more stuff going on in the studio without also monitoring the the live element, without checking in with the viewer questions and things like that and comments. So still going to be fun, but uh, going to be a little bit different. That date will be announced soonish, obviously sometime in November. Now, having said that, the holiday show is the finale for 2021. And that means that following the finale, just like last year, will be best of, best of 2021, which has been a lot this year. It's been a big year in the world of CAPE. And I think it's only fair to sum it up by doing two volumes of Best Of. So it's going to be Best of 21, Volume 1 and Volume 2. They're going to be divided up as Best of the Group Shows and Best of the Interviews slash Crossover Shows. Because those are kind of the two sides of the show that that's what it's become. It's what it's evolved into, you know, doing the show with my friends and with the guys in the studio, the engineers and, you know, different guests who've come in. But I also have done a lot of one-on-one interviews, and during the summer, there were a lot of crossover episodes with other podcasts. And I feel like you can mix all those things together, but I think it it would it works better in two volumes. Plus, to not have to be as restrictive with time. If each one is a two-hour best of, well, that's cool. Because let's say, just for the sake of argument, you're pulling you know 20 clips from each one. I don't think there were that many interviews or crossovers, but again, just for the sake of like round numbers. Well, if you do a two-hour show, that means each clip can be like six minutes. Well, that's good enough, and that's representative of the show. You don't want everything to be super short and or edited down or anything like that. You want it to be a cohesive, kind of like the video clips on the YouTube channel and on Instagram. You want it to be something where there's beginning, middle, and end, so it's not just like a, a brief passing snippet that you kind of don't remember. So, yeah, two volumes this year. Those will be out, once again, in December following the holiday show. And then this show is going to take a little bit of a break. Nothing too drastic. Going to be a couple of weeks without new Cape episodes. And there's a couple of elements to this. Number one, I will say I did get some great feedback and had a lot of people reach out to me personally for the show I did two weeks ago, the week of my birthday, where I kind of talked about my 30s and the difficulties of my time in Los Angeles and things that kind of happened here that led up to me leaving New Jersey and moving out to Los Angeles for several years and what led to me coming back to New Jersey, all of that stuff. So uh, a lot of people enjoyed that and thought the the honesty about the story and the difficulty was good. And it's something I'm happy to be transparent about. I don't air out all of my personal life on the show, but it is okay to kind of get into that stuff and uh, to kind of let everybody know that we all go through it. We've all gone through it and in a lot of cases are continuing to go through it. So as far as there being a little break from the show, it's just needed at this point. The show's been pumping out episodes weekly for a year and seven months, which is a lot 
I mean, there's a little window in there for, you know, a couple of weeks or two months or so where there were two episodes a week in the early days of quarantine. But putting out the weekly show and the video clips and all of that stuff, it's a lot. And the show is fun. The show isn't a job. And as I've said on here, there are many other projects I'm working on. Working on the screenplay is a bunch of other things I'm writing. There's other creative projects I'm doing. And with the podcast being part of every single week in perpetuity, it does take up a lot of time. And I would like to balance some of my time better and be able to spend more time on some other projects. And uh, there's also a lot of archive stuff to go through with relation to Cape and even the the only podcast that matters archive as well that I'm sifting through. And that's why if you follow me on social media, particularly on Instagram at Chris Sells Out, you'll notice I'm posting some older stuff because there's a lot of stuff I've just found and that I'm organizing. And part of it is to put that out on the Patreon, support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Pot. But no, part of it is to kind of get all that stuff together because a lot is accumulated over time and to sift through it on top of doing the weekly show and cutting video clips and all of that stuff. And obviously the best stuff I'm going to be putting together over the next couple of weeks. So, cause that'll be out in like two months or so. So like eight ish weeks, that's time consuming going through all the episodes and finding segments for that. So there is a lot that goes into the show and there isn't a staff. It is a small operation and I do the overwhelming majority of the stuff that goes out. So it's just time to take a little bit of a break. The show's not going to end. I'm not stopping doing the show. But at the early part of the year, it's it's kind of necessary. Everybody has that holiday hangover where everybody, you know, has their time off from the holidays and they're a little bit burnt out from the plans on like Christmas Eve and Christmas and New Year's and the quick succession of busyness that surrounds holiday season and the weeks leading up to those holidays too. Of course, Hanukkah and everything else. Every holiday. But you know what I'm saying? Like all those last few weeks of the year those few weeks of the holiday season, there is a lot going on and everybody kind of needs to recover after that for a little bit. So to just go back into doing shows, kicking off shows in January and continuing to go all the way through without a break in sight, not necessarily too healthy, not just for me, for everybody else in general. You've seen that there's been a a wide variety of guests on the show and a lot of my friends have been on the show multiple times in uh, particularly in the last couple months since we've been going back to a shared universe and it's just it, it seems it seems necessary. Plus, to be honest, another element of this is everything I'm seeing concerning winter and winter weather. Now that we're well into fall, it's supposed to be a harsh winter. And me being in North Jersey, frankly, I get much more snow and harsh winter weather than down by the Jersey Shore area where a lot of the guys live and where a shared universe is. So part of it is. Well, am I going to be able to get to the studio? <laughs> and that's a factor. You know, obviously the the ideal situation is to do the show at one of the shared universe studios. Having said that, Zoom is always an option. We've leaned on it a couple of times in the last couple of weeks just uh, out of necessity or it's been more convenient or whatever. And same thing during the winter. And uh, also with the breaks gives me a chance to kind of get ahead of things a little bit. A lot of the shows are done at most the week before they go out. Sometimes like the Thursday before the Monday they're released. So there is a quick turnaround in terms of when the show's done and when it goes out. So it would give me a nice little window to get a little bit ahead of the game and have a couple of shows in the bank, some evergreen shows, let's say, that can be spread out when things happen. Because, you know, there have been occasions where it would have been easy for me to say, okay, no show this week. And that would have been that. Hey, it may have even been the healthy thing for me at some times, but I very much like having the consistency and like being able to put the show out. I know that you can count on 
a new episode every Monday. So that's one of the reasons I just want to be honest and say, you know what? It's time for a little bit of a break. It's time to step back and get some things together, work on some other projects, which, you know, everything does, you know, all these creative ideas do fuel each other. So it's not like the podcast is going to be completely off my mind during that time. Cape will still very much be on my mind. It's just there's no there's no flipping the switch off. So I'm sure I'll still be working on the show while the show isn't going out weekly. While you know, for those couple of weeks where there aren't new episodes, there isn't a date yet. I have an idea of when, but it also depends kind of how things play out. So that's going to be announced in the early part of the year in January. And of course, there are a couple of things in the works that hopefully will come together. So there will be some Cape related entertainment coming your way in January. So that's good, too. As far as timing goes, there's still stuff that if you're into this and this particular group of misfits who gather together and do this show and do the high volume wisecracking, there will be stuff to look forward to in January. So that will kind of supplement for the fact that there isn't Cape. There's some stuff being worked on, which once again, not trying to be vague, not trying to be secretive or keep things under wraps. I'm just big on not talking about anything until it's done and in the can. And this week's show is a prime example of that because this is something that uh, I've been sitting on for a little while. So this week's show is basically two episodes, the uh, let's say two episode pilot of a video series, which is very likely still forthcoming. It's still a plan. So this is the first time you're you're hearing about it. Although I did tease it on my um, personal Instagram back in June because the plan was this was going to be something that was going to kick off during the summer. But again, stuff just happens. You know, not everything comes to fruition as, as quickly as, as we'd like. But this is two episodes of what was to be a YouTube video series called May Contain Whiskey. Basically, Andrew has become uh, quite the liquor connoisseur. He'll say snob on occasion. I'm saying connoisseur. And with my taste for whiskey developing, specifically bourbon, his thought was, well, why don't we do videos where we are bringing in liquor? It was originally going to be he and I. Bring in some liquor for the other one to try. We'll both try it and we'll talk about it. And also you'll be kind of developing your taste and seeing what works for you. Because look, Andrew has a lot of information. The dude does know his stuff. I will say that. Andrew gets picked on a lot, probably too much. But let me say, the guy does know his stuff when it comes to liquor, for sure. All the more reason I thought, well, this is a great idea because I can pick some stuff out that sounds good to me or that I've tried on my own and I like and I can show it to you and we can talk about it. And the same, you can turn me on to some stuff as well. So this idea is probably going to happen in the future. Uh, but the plan was, well, let's get together and actually try to make this thing happen. So it was myself and Andrew and Adam Reich, who is making his debut on Cape, uh, unknowingly, because that wasn't the intention for this. But uh, we did these two episodes, tried two bottles of whiskey and talked about them. And it, it was a learning experience. Now, it's funny, too. Obviously, we joke around. That's just kind of the dynamic. But it was a lot of fun. And Christian was there as well. He was engineering the whole thing. So he's not on mic a whole lot and he's not weighing in a whole lot. But one of the things about it was since it was intended to be a video series, my thought was the video should be like five to ten minutes each. Between these two episodes, they clock in at just under an hour. And frankly, because podcasting is our experience, this plays more like a podcast. And I even said that when we finished up that day. This was back on May 30th. We recorded these. 
So they've just been sitting there. And I said, well, I'll do something with them one day. And here's this opportunity to, to put them out so you can hear them. But because it ran long and because the nature of the conversation and just how things played out was more like a Cape episode or some kind of podcast, the thought was, OK, well, we'll we, we got a feel for this. We know our dynamic. We'll try it again and then we'll do something shorter. It'll be more concise. You know, we'll maybe plan it out a little bit more. So it clocks in at like less than 10 minutes, these reviews that we're doing. But these two were good. This was a good opportunity to finally put these things out. And again, another reason why I don't like talking about things until they're set, because we did these two episodes almost five months ago. There has been nothing done since. There's still a plan to do them. It may just be Andrew and Adam. We'll see how that kind of plays out, because Andrew very much wanted to take the ball when it came to doing this series, and as he should, because he's much more of a, a student of the alcoholic arts. <laughs> that's, that's a class they didn't teach at uh, Hogwarts. But he's an enthusiast. He's a fan. So it makes more sense for him to do something like that. So uh, that is a plan. But in the meantime, there are these episodes that run about 30 minutes apiece. So there's going to be little transition music into the first one, some transition music into the second one. And then, of course, I'll come on at the end and close out the show because it wasn't done as an episode of Cape. So I get to do my normal spiel at the end. So here you go. The unreleased pilots for May Contain Whiskey. Starring myself, Andrew Rizzatello, and Adam Reich, with the occasional contribution from Christian Cordes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to May Contain Whiskey, the show where we will pick your poison for you. I am Chris Abalo, joined by Andrew Rizzatello. Greetings. And Adam Reich. Hello there. And every week, every Friday, starting today, we are going to be recommending... A whiskey where we're all going to try. One person's basically bringing it in. The other two are essentially trying it for the first time. And we'll give you our notes and our suggestions because it's Friday. So we're going to help you get started on your weekend drinking by and recommending something the, to drink. Uh, as, the, as the name implies, it may not always be whiskey, but it primarily will be. Because there's plenty of good gins out there, good vodkas, as boring as vodka can be, um, that, we, that Adam and I specifically have found. Because out of the three of us, Chris is the... What would be the good word? The neophyte. Uh, novice. Yeah, neophyte. Yes, neophyte. neophyte. Um, so there's going to be a lot more of an education to Chris uh, as opposed to the three of us sitting here and gobbling down. Yes, I, I will whiskey. be learning more about alcohol thanks to their brown liquor soaked guiding hands. <laughs> Absolutely. And you all get to join me on my journey to becoming <laughs> a functional alcoholic. <laughs> no, no, we don't go to meetings. We're not alcoholics. This is true. <laughs> well, this kind of is. But anyway. Um, anyway. A couple things uh, to get us started. Um, number one, Adam was kind enough to print us out these sheets. These can be found at the whiskeysmiths.com. Adam, do you need to be a member? No. Or? Uh, you sign up for a newsletter, and this is the first thing that comes okay. from them. All right. Um, what these sheets do is give you a sequential tasting chart on how to, not to enjoy, but to understand the whiskey specifically that's in front of you a lot of people get sorry a lot of people Go get ahead. the idea of what they're smelling or what they're tasting but they can't put a word to it they can't describe it and what this chart does is it kind of gives you a couple of talking points and and like items that you can pick out and say oh that i do taste that or oh yes i do smell that because now i'm visualizing what it is and what it's going to taste like and it's not always something organic uh, meaning like literally like, oh, I taste oranges. Sometimes it's something completely out of the blue, like this smells like a leather belt. 
And that's not to dissuade you from drinking it and enjoying it, but it's just to get your mind in a place. It's a reference point. It is. That's literally all these are. Um, so there are certain whiskeys out there that Adam and I jokingly say uh, smell like burnt band-aids. Again, not to dissuade you from drinking them, but that's the only smell that we can associate with this beverage. That is the worst description of anything I've ever heard. Not because it's not good, it's disgusting. Gentlemen, uh, or, or viewers, that of course is our faithful engineer, Christian, uh, the voice behind the curtain. Shut up and drink. <laughs> All right, so we well, begin. Here's our cue, gentlemen. Yes, yes, yes. So we are going to start off this episode with a singleton, single malt uh, scotch whiskey, as he, yes, tries. Uh, this was brought in by Adam. So Adam, I'm going to pass it off to you. Thank you. So, uh, no major story behind this. Um, a lot of times what happens is I'll go into the liquor store and I'll just kind of peruse the aisles and go up and down. And a lot of times the color of the packaging kind of sets my <laughs> eye a little bit. And this one had this nice blue color. It comes in a nice box uh, with gold lettering. And I had never had, uh, or at least to my recollection, I never had Singleton before. And the tasting notes that get described in the bottle really kind of draw you in and you, you kind of like want to try it. So this one, uh, it says, you know, notes of honey and fresh fruit with hints of toffee. And it was just a nice sounding taste, a nice sounding palate to go forward. So um, Singleton is um, distilled at uh, Glendulin. Um, they produce almost 4 million liters of whiskey a year. Um, it is a, a single malt Speyside from Scotland. Um, most of the whiskey that is used in the blends is um, is uh, old par, and um, they uh, they have multiple distilleries around the world. So what I was founding, what I found out online is that depending on where you are in the world, whether you're in the United States, Europe, or East Asia, you'll get a slightly different variation of the singleton depending on where you oh, that's get interesting. it from. Well, uh, elemental. Uh, influence right. is definitely there no matter what the whiskey is right. that you're having. So it definitely takes... Still, uh, they vary throughout the world. So if you order a Singleton in Asia, you'll get whiskey from Glen Ord. And in Europe, you'll get... Uh, you'll be poured a Dufftown. Um, hmm. So it's it's uh, it's distilled in pot stills from 100% malted barley. Um, bar and okay. it's aged in barrels. Um, uh, and a lot of the tasting notes, uh, it's like breakfast cereal, lemon zest, and things like that. And so it's a very nice light introduction into a whiskey world for someone who you know has a has a you know a neophyte or a novice or whatever it is and is trying to get into a, a an whiskey. unsophisticated palate yeah let's go with that well, i know your palate is sophisticated but the, your ability to describe it may be unsophisticated that's there's a big difference that does sound like me so uh, yeah a lot of people use the word smooth and that's not as a very generic broad yeah term. yeah so like being this comes across very snobbish but we're not trying to be that way it's just one of those things where this isn't soda i can't just hand you a dr pepper and say this tastes like dr pepper i'm handing you a drink and i have to explain to you like why are you going to like this drink well because you're going to get the taste of specifically with singleton because it's a space side you're going to get a very crisp watery taste not that it, that's bad but compared to some of the other whiskeys we may have on this show mm -hmm. it's a lot lighter um and, and and cleaner and as adam described summery right hmm. and you know what you eat regularly changes your palate so for instance um i'm a big fan of hot foods 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I've found that um, I like peated whiskeys, smokier, <laughs> heavier, more <laughs> tobacco whiskeys, because it goes well with my taste buds, which are now more attuned to hot things. So like hot smoke, you know, hot things like that. Gotcha. Um, I know uh, people that I drink with who are, or not, they're not hotheads at all. They cannot stand hot food. They prefer the lighter side because their palate's more delicate, mm-hmm. you know. So um, each to, to each their own. You know, you may like it, you may not like it. There's no right, right there's no wrong. And, and ultimately, you drink what you want sounds- and you drink how you want it. See, yes. I eat a lot of sugar, which is why alcohol almost never tasted good to me. Right. Because my palate is ruined but by gummy bears. things like things that have sugar in it, like bourbon and rum, things like that, might, which, you might like more because it your palate's already... This glass has a nipple at the bottom. It's meant for the ice. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah so the ice... Okay. So you can it's roll the ice swirly, around. Swirly. Yes, so you can right. be a real snob with it. I mean, I like nipples. I Well, I hope all we kinds. all do. You're not going to be able to reach this one with so. your tongue, though. <laughs> Want to bet? <laughs> not on camera. All right, so here's the thing. So... When you um, when you smell something specifically an alcohol whatnot, you should not just smell it with your nose, but you should also smell it with your taste buds. And by doing that, is to do a like a slightly parted mouth breath, like you're your like you're snotted up, you know, like that. So you're breathing through both not canals. As, not as lovely. Oh, as oh let me see the two of you do it first, please. <laughs> it's Show not as it's do. not as it's not as visually yeah, stunning. Instead, as instead I of hope. breathing with your mouth closed, you kind of open your mouth a little bit so you get. It, the, the the air mixes the air mixes with your with your your cavity in your mouth and you're, see. you're as and it chokes on air. Andrew's got a lot of trouble breathing in general, I mean, so that's why I'm single curious about how I've, he does I've, it. I've I've had this whiskey before. I know what to expect uh, with this whiskey, but it's it's a singleton. Well, it's a faint interest right, so to the camera. Well, no, no. You smell. Okay. Take a look at the the chart and look at the the nose side. Tell us what you smell. <laughs> I hope I did that right. <laughs> Gotta have some humor in this show. Come on. <laughs> It's a great first face. I mean, I, I'm, I'm funny looking. That's what I bring to the show. It's a yeah, great well, first eight face. So, see, to me, I, I, I say powerful. Okay. No. Oh, so that's another thing. If you're too close, if you're getting alcohol burn in your nose, mm-hmm. you're too close to the glass. Okay. Back away a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that's for later. So, I've got a whiskey. This one's pretty may, weak. <laughs> I've got a whiskey you may have to do that with. can't smell anything. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, how how would you guys describe it? Because I'm all right. So, I can't just read the words. And all right. So what's put the, it to what's it, the so. first thing that comes to your, comes to your mind when you take a smell of this? What's mm-hmm. the first thing that hits your your mind? What? Alcohol. All, all I get well, is you just are the correct. Alcohol. I mean, yeah. I mean, and I'm not. You're I'm not in the right room. Funny. You're in the right room. Yes, that's that's part of the answer. No, I, I'm so, not getting a specific like. So for me, it's clove very, or it's, cinnamon. It's, or, it's very I'm light. Yeah. Okay. Um, in, in a refreshing sort of manner, like it's it, it doesn't offend the palate, um, it doesn't offend the nose. Um, there's not a you say alcohol, but there's a difference between getting an alcohol smell and getting like an alcohol punch. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's alcohols when when you know you take a sip and you get your nose close to the glass, and the first thing that hits you right in the ethanol. nose is that ethanol from the alcohol, uh, and, yeah, it, yeah. I see. and that changes the the way that you taste the drink from there on out because now your 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 sinuses and your taste buds have all taken that alcohol punch to the face and it changes your palate hmm. completely interesting well especially with the whiskeys you, you said you like the peated stuff yes. and that is they, some of them can be offensively yeah, you don't start the night with mm. peat if you want to taste things afterwards no you're going to cuz you're going to be chewing on that for the rest Noted. of the night it's like it's like it's like having burnt ends as like an appetizer and then all you oh. tell, taste for the rest of the night is burnt ends yeah. it's it's like that sort of Makes thing sense. so for myself i get 
it's it's a it's a space side, meaning it comes from the Spey River in Scotland. The water they use comes from the Spey River in Scotland. Mm-hmm. So instantly, it's a clean smell to me. It, I get the um, the 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 skin of an a- of an apple, a green apple. I'm just holding it like this because I'm an asshole. Like I, you don't have to hold it like this. I, I'm trying to fit in. <laughs> really hard to fit in. Like um, I want to look I, like I, I know I what I'm get, doing. I get the well, after I get, a couple episodes, it's pinkies up. Yeah, <laughs> it's I get the skin. That's, of, that's a gin and tonic episode. We can do that. Uh, I, I get I get the skin of a, a like a Granny Smith apple, not the flesh, not the the sour flesh, but the skin of it. Like when you pick it one up and smell it. Okay, um, a little bit of honey. And I, I, and I, I actually yeah, that, right. And I know the bottle says getting. you know honey and fresh fruits, but you know, and that's a good way to kind of start your your memory a little bit, you know, and whatnot. But there's honey, um, you know. Uh, I, I get a very light, and it it sounds weird saying like like a sea breeze air, like there's hmm. a crispness to it. Like when you step out on the when you step on the beach for the first time and you get over that berm of the sand and that breeze off the water hits you the first time and you smell the salt you smell right. the light air it's like that kind of thing. Again, don't think of just food. Think of experiences you've had and be like, I remember the smell from X. Like Adam just described, he remembers the smell of walking onto the beach that first hit of sea air. You gotcha. can't taste that, right. but you certainly can get but that we, smell. We know what it is. Yes. Right. All right. And and it does have like a plethora five dollar word mm. of like fruit smells oh like, yes yes there is citrus like orange in here mm. there's a, like you can kind of pull out a little bit of lemon getting, I'm, I'm getting a, a a dusting of apple yep like, like like you're like you're just holding an apple in your hand you're smelling it right before taking and, a bite and, and right. you'll find yeah. you'll find whiskeys in particular that have like this one has that light holding an apple just kind of getting the smell of the apple itself but there's other whiskeys that have like that baking apple smell mm. or like that cooked apple pie smell right. you know things like that and and so like all those different stages of scents kind of help train your palate into what you're look- looking for so that you don't pick it up and go it's smooth you yeah. know you can kind of yeah. go i smell this i smell that you know and someone says you know and then you can start figuring out what you do and you don't like you know if you you know if you start traveling too far into those two Robust, too rich, too peaty whiskey. Yeah, you don't want to and, jump right and, into the deep end. And you mm. and you find that that doesn't fit well with you. That it changes your palate for the entire night. That it just you're kind of like you're taking a sip and you're, you're kind of like <laughs> trying to clear your mouth. You're, you're chewing you, on a liquid. You've gone too yeah. far, and yeah. you, you've hit a point where where you either need to get accustomed to it, or you need to find something that's more in your realm. And, and and look, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. I'm I'm not a novice. I'm not a neophyte. But if you travel back about five or six years ago, I didn't drink whiskey at all. Mm. Jameson, like just regular Jameson, was an alcohol punch to the nose, and I could not bear it. Hmm. But I, through Andrew and some other friends that we know, I was able to be introduced to other different types of whiskeys that kind of helped create a broad base for me. So I mm. wasn't just hitting hitting that Jameson note every time, I was getting things like things that were a little bit lighter and things that were a little heavier. And I was able to kind of metronome myself to a point where I knew what I was looking for and I knew what I smelled. And now it's just like if it says whiskey in it, I'm like, I'll try it, you know. I'll, right. Just to, just just to, to experiment. Just experiment yeah. with it, you know. Yeah. So, so now the ne- this next part, the actual tasting part, everyone has a different method. Uh, some people recommend sipping on it like you were sipping a hot coffee so it spreads across your mouth kind of thing, similar to wine. Other people take a little bit and swish it around for like five seconds in their mouth to coat, the, coat every palate mm-hmm. and then swallow. It's up to you however you feel. And there, there's, there's also the second taste. Um, yeah, there's we, the, the we, initial and then the back end. And we have a friend, just like with the beer. We have a friend, Rich, who lives by the second taste. 
Um, he he does a lot of um, like untapped like beer ratings. Yeah, like he's that. a big beer guy, and he will not, more so than Ryan. Yeah, he will not write down or go notes from the first taste. He goes because the first taste is always a shock to your palate. It's a new taste. It's something you've never had before. Your palate doesn't know what to do with it. Once you give it a moment or so and you try it again, now your palate can kind of weed through the explosion of flavors that you're getting and pick out some more subtle notes that you may not get right on the first hit. Gotcha. So skull. Cheers, Lachaim. <laughs> Prost. What they said. So initially, without describing it, mm-hmm. is it still alcohol? I mean, there's definitely alcohol in it. I can't confirm. You're going to get the burn. But it's always there. Yeah, there's a little bit mm. of the burn. I mean, I took like the but smallest it, but it sip. it fades quickly. Yes, yeah. but I also t- took like a thimble's worth because I just wanted to That's initially fine. get the first That's fine. splash. Okay, so, so but it's it's not offensive. No. It's not something where your eyes start tearing up. Getting honey was what I got initially. Yep, and that's that's perfect. That's that's kind of right on the distiller's tasting notes. Like that's what you should get right off the bat. Okay, cool. So now take your second. All right. Um, I would say, uh, and I've described it, is certain whiskeys, certain liquors in general where you'll notice that it starts to either either sit at a certain point in your tongue on your taste buds or it just completely dies off as soon as you swallow the the drink. Mm -hmm. This one for me is kind of sitting on the the front sides of my my tongue. Is it interacting with those taste buds? You know, what you want to play science? I don't know. I'm not some kind of fucking... You know, scientist or anything, but that that's where it is. Honey, definitely I got. Mm. It's a little bit more viscous than I expected, like the actual liquid itself. Um, the so taste they, is, the taste is short up front but long in the end. So yeah, like like I um, did. the tip of my tongue gets that, that initial hit and I can I can taste the sweetness, I can taste the nectar, kind of a little bit of the citrus coming through, and then that that alcohol taste as it goes down the back of your tongue and down your throat, you can kind of feel it a little bit longer in the back of your mouth. And right. so, like the- these are all innuendos, and I'm sitting here. I can feel the waves of thoughts coming from Chris and Christian I, over there. <laughs> I really am trying to keep it together for the sake of <laughs> professionalism. I mean, a little bit, a little bit. I can, everything can devolve into a joke very. We very are yes. we are drinking things and putting things in our mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Fluids going in the mouth, so, down the throat. So, um, the, if you go back to the sheet in front of you, um, palate is what we were describing. It's the initial before the back end palate. Sweet, salty, sour, bitter. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand how to describe umami, umami but that's is, just me. Is, umami is delectable. It's Umami is full. Full. Something that okay. makes... When someone says the word barbecue and you're... Jowls start to water. That's umami. It's okay. That, it's that mental t- that mental feeling of this is going to taste good. Okay. Uh, proof being obviously how much alcohol burn right. you get. Um, standard for yeah, for so whiskey forty percent. Yeah. So, so you're getting an eighty proof. Yeah. Right. You know, and but that's standard. It shouldn't be lower than that. On forty ABV, it shouldn't be lower. If it is, I believe it actually goes against right. Scotch laws. Huh. So, and that's the other fun thing. Um, scotch, to be considered scotch, number one, has to come from Scotland. Not all whiskeys are scotch, but all scotch are whiskeys. Got it. Okay. So, from the distiller itself, the taste is a hive of activity full of soft-cooked apples, luscious brown sugar, hints, uh, hints of creamy toffee. This is ambrosial decadence worth savoring. This is, this, so there are certain scotches that you'll have that are like, 
I'm sitting around a campfire in a chilly fall evening, you know, got, you know, my blanket on me, my, my heavy coat, kind of just enjoying the crisp air. This is more to me like... Uh, next to the pool. Sunset next to the pool, next to the beach, like kind of winding down at the end of a long day during like a like a late spring, early summer kind of drink. It, it's funny that Seabreeze description you gave, mm -hmm. I actually did get some of that on my second sip. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'm noticing about the palate part of it mm -hmm. is I feel like kind of like what you said, Andrew, that it's kind it's of going sitting around right. the outside of yeah. the tongue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not yeah, in the middle. It's or not across. down the middle or anything. It's, right. it's, it's kind of on the outside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like and the perimeter of the tongue. There's other ones where it sits on the back. There's other ones where it just stays right on the front. Hmm. Right. And it's, uh, I, again, I don't know why, but well, I, mean, I feel that you that's... You have different taste buds. And true, but like... Science. <laughs> science. <laughs> Shout out to Bill Nye. No, um, so texture, obviously creamy, sharp, round. I For this, personally, I get kind of a, a cream round, uh, delicate, heavy, rich, or other. Um, balance, does anything really dominate? Is there anything that's just like, this is what I am? I mean, I, mean, I, I think the honey note is, is prevalent. I don't think it's dominant. Dominant it's the to most. Me, dominant to me, if you said to me that this has a dominant honey honey note, I would say, okay, you're drinking mead. Mm -hmm. This is this is a prevalent honey note. Like, no matter what the the, the, the ingredients are in this, in the nose and in the in the tasting and in the palate, it's, it's that underlying tone of honey. Like mm. it, it's a very sweet. That's your base. Your base is a honey with a little bit of citrus off. No, no, but and that goes to the round end where there's no spikes in right. flavor. It's right. like yeah, I kind of you said honey is your your base, and then like oh, I get a little bit right. of apple or a little bit of of like you said toffee at least right. on the bottle it says toffee, but nothing like honey, honey. Oh my god, what and was I that? Get, I don't and get a lot of toffee. Like I I I think of toffee as like coinly sweet. Coinly. Coinly. Okay. Like coinly sweet. Mister. Yeah. Well, I mean. Fancy. <laughs> Coyingly sweet. <laughs> if you don't mind me saying so myself. I don't um, mind coying at all. But but it, it <laughs> um but for me I don't get that like like I can kind of smell on the nose a little bit, but on the on the palate, I don't get that like very sharp sugar sweet that I oh, no, 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 with no. coffee. Yeah, and that's that's another thing, Chris, because you and I have similar palates. We like sweet shit, and that's our sure. downfall. That kills a lot of whiskey, as you described. It, yeah. it just makes it alcohol. Anything scotch-oriented, for me, it always just comes off as too strong, which is why something like bourbon, which we'll get to in yes, a future we episode, it, it has appealed to me more because it's got a a sweeter touch mm -hmm. to it. And we'll describe that in that episode. And yes, why we will. Do you want to change this a little bit? You want to throw a little ice in and see what it thinks? Yeah, do you does? have the ice near you? Where, where, where do we throw the ice? Oh, well, you know what? We got, the, we got the water in it. So one of the things, one of the cool things with um, with whiskeys and Chris. scotches. Yes, the Yeti. Um, is if you put literally a drop of water in it, it will separate the oils in um, in, in your drink and will change the flavor. Um, I recently had this conversation with my mother because she wanted to find something that was similar to Southern Comfort. Hmm. So I asked her, like, to describe, like, what, do you, what kind of flavors are you looking for? And then I found out she, she drowns it in ice. Well, then she just wants a cold alcoholic beverage. Right. She doesn't want something to really explore. Because that's what we're doing right now. We're exploring well, the flavors. Tell her to save her money and just get some White Claw. That's it. <laughs> the one, the small one that's right in the front. Yeah, okay. yeah. Not to overpower. Gotcha. Just drop it in there. Let it let it sit for a little bit. You can actually physically see the oils separating around the uh, the ice cube. 
Wow. Like, seriously, like, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm making at this it. up. Like, this actually no, happens. he sounds like, he sounds yeah. <laughs> he sounds pompous, but it actually is. It comes across so snobby, but I'm. It's not like it's I, actually. I'm happening. looking at it happening, and as much as uh, listen, I'm quite keen to make fun of Andrew, but in this case, <laughs> he's right. So he finally found something. It's taken almost four decades, <laughs> but damn it, he's found something he knows. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's why Adam. We're here. uncovering this yeah. week after week. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm sure there's yeah. a point we're gonna have to call at BS the end, on At it. the end, he might just go, "It's good." <laughs> yeah. Well, so, we but, got a couple in us. Yeah, I, yeah. I like it. Yeah. But, <laughs> that's his whole description. So along with along with the ice, obviously it's going to chill it down. But as as the ice melts and the water separates it, it's going to change the flavor. You can also take water from either a cap or obviously liquid death that we have here, and just put. A, I'm talking like a small amount, like that's it, like yeah. droppers worth of water. It's not a it's not a whiskey spritzer. Yeah, um, and that that will literally change the flavor. So try it now. Take a sip. <laughs> See, the the nipple works. So, Get it around the nipple. So these the, glasses, uh, the nipple so, does so, a lot. Before you tell you. Said, these glasses, you, they're meant to be used with the the ice balls that you get the the, the forms right 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 so and so what happens is it sits up and you can spin the glass and and, war and cool the, the ground go but around. And... All right, let's find out what the diluted version tastes like, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> So apple. What, what do you taste now? Yeah, mm -hmm. apple. Not getting the honey. Now I'm getting apple. Yep. Right off the bat. Like, I get like a red delicious or a golden apple. Definitely more golden for me. Okay. Um, vanilla. Yep. And, but if you notice, I find that taking a sip on it, let, let it out. It's okay. No, it's Christian. No, it's Christian. Right. <laughs> He's screwing with us. Let it out. Um, no, but... Uh, but see, the, when but, we go but, over an hour, I don't want to hear shit. But here's the interesting thing. <laughs> When I took the glass up to take a sip, I got more alcohol in the eyes. After the water. After the water. Interesting. It opened up the smell more, and I got more alcohol off the, yes. the nose of it. Yes, yes, I could feel yes. the burn in my eyes. Yes, actually. Right? Which is interesting, because you think water, watering it down, you could think... <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that just stop. <laughs> He, he, you know what but it is? Like, is? Chris hasn't been laughing and cracking jokes, so Christian has to make up for it. The, the void is killing. being filled by somebody. <laughs> I am, listen. I'm 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 a bringer I of chaos. Damn it! Yes, you are. I want, <laughs> you're an agent. I want credit for throttling down a lot. You yes yes because if I'm anyone, trying to give you guys room any, to breathe. Yes, if any if anyone is familiar with Chris, obviously this is on the Half Ass Media page. But if you followed Chris through the years with uh, Kate Pod. Yeah, like and subscribe. If you followed Chris through the years with K-Pod and both of us with The Only Podcast That Matters and Adam and I with the uh, Extended Branch, all of which are available on your favorite social media app, um, you'll know you'll know that Chris has been incredibly toned down. I am so well behaved right now. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yes. Um, and it, it's really interesting to see him just literally being a student right now uh, to, to Adam and I and, and experiencing the whiskey. And... Don't get used to it because when no. we get back to the show, no. proper, <laughs> it's just game on again. We need the line. Shut up and drink. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so anyway, so now that you put some water in it, it kind of spreads that out a little bit, changes the the nose and the palate. So now it's more apple. Yes. More apple, more vanilla. Um, I find the vanilla, especially with scotches, the vanilla when 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 a water is added to a scotch, that always becomes prominent. Th that vanilla flavor. That and I'm getting some of the toffee now. Like a, you think? Like I'm, I'm uh, getting. I'm getting toffee, not yeah. vanilla. 
Really? Yeah. I'm yes. trying to get a little bit, like, the, the vanilla has died down a little bit, and toffee's picked up. I can still kind of pull out the vanilla a little bit. And that's another thing, too. The more scotches and whiskeys that you drink over the time, the more you'll start to tune your palate towards mm. it, and you can start picking True. out these flavors a little bit. Um, but it's interesting, because there's always, like, a vanilla note that yeah. goes through. Sometimes, sometimes it's very prevalent. Sometimes it's a spike. Mm. But there's always, like, an undertone of vanilla in the way that... And that's because of the wood. That's because of the barrels they use. I see. So, um, the the barrels when it's charred, you know, it just, it's what it gives off is that that vanilla note. So, as a, just as a final thing, like we explained, um, obviously, scotch rule, as a scot, as a rule for scotches, it has to be aged at least three years in used barrels, used oak barrels from America. I believe Virginia specifically. Um, and, if it has an age statement, in this case the 12, the youngest mix, because all scotches are blended, it's just when it says single malt, meaning they're all blended of the same malt, in this case it was barley, mm-hmm. as opposed to a general blend like a Johnny Walker, um, the youngest barrel that is used is that age statement. So the 12, a barrel had been sitting for 12 years and that's the youngest. There could be a 20-year-old in here. There could mm. be a 25. But because of the law, the 12 is the one that makes the statement. Um, Got it. So think about that when you go to the liquor store and you see 21-year or 25-year. That's the youngest, youngest barrel, barrel. Has been sitting there for almost a quarter century. That is crazy. And, you know? And obviously, like, there's, there's, there's science behind it and there's a lot more knowledge than we're going to impart mm. on, on these episodes. But the way that the barrels sit the way that they are, they're intermingled. All the stuff. Transported. transported again, everything. elemental. The influence. way they just shake. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, everything, Metallica. everything. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. everything changes the flavors. Like, yeah, there's there's a there's a whiskey that um, uh, the Metallica joined up with them. And so the way that they agitate the whiskey in the barrels is by playing Metallica music into them. There's another distillery that takes their barrels and they put them on a boat and they ship them over the sea. And so the, the motion of the ocean and the sea air that pulls out the angel share, all these things change the flavor profile. And even if they're just sitting in a warehouse, whether they're stacked on top of each other or stacked next to each other or whatever or it is. sideways or vertical. Yeah, it, or everybody, and It really does make a difference. And some of it sounds gimmicky, like, oh, Metallica music played in barrels is going to make a difference. But, you know, sonic agitation is different from, you know, natural agitation and no agitation and things like that. And it's all going to change. You get a little bit of change every single time to different barrels and and funny enough you know, the, the the one that you know andrew's talking about is they have different playlists oh yeah chris mm. knows chris so, is right yes. that is one that he has actually had right. so the, the the different playlist makes a difference and so so this bottle of 12 that you may, that you're tasting here you may get another bottle of 12 and it's gonna be very similar mm-hmm. but you might pick out like you know how you're saying it was red delicious versus you know golden golden apples you may pick out something and say this is more red delicious you know my palate is picking up more of this flavor only because of when it was distilled when it was bottled you know how it what was were the made. elements literally was yeah. it raining too much that year or yeah. you know whatever that it, it, it again gimmicky but true it really does make a difference when it comes to, to scotch and well a whiskey in general yeah, yeah. so in my experience, I have noticed that the motion in the ocean does change the taste. It does. But we're not talking about whiskey. No. And with that, everybody. <laughs> happy drinking, safe drinking, don't drink and drive, and, and all those drink. other legal things. Shut up and drink. Cheers. Cheers.
Hello again, everybody, and welcome to May Contain Whiskey, the show that helps make life a little easier to deal with one glass at a time. I am Chris Avalo, and I'm joined by Andrew Rizzatello. Hola. And, and Adam Reich. Hello there. And I brought in a bottle for us to try this week. This is the, I have to read it because I don't know it offhand, Stone and Timber Small Batch Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And there really isn't much of a story to this. I saw it on the shelf at a liquor store. I said, wow, that sounds good. And bought it. <laughs> Not a whole it lot works, to it. though. Sometimes it that works a lot. Now, for me, my reference point is my go-to social drink. Mm. If you're out at a bar, somebody says, oh, what, what are you drinking? Jack and Coke. And prior to that, it was like a strawberry margarita chili. Something that's more sugar than alcohol <laughs> was more my thing. But... At a point, I said, well, Jack and Coke is cool because I can drink the Jack as long as it's cut with something. Mm. It's cut with something sweet, a little more to my taste because sweet is my my thing. So using Jack Daniels as a springboard and trying things like Gentleman Jack and Jim Beam and Johnny Walker and things like that, that kind of narrowed me down into the bourbon field, which thankfully with Andrew's help, came to understand the relationship between bourbon and whiskey. All bourbons are whiskeys, but not all whiskeys are bourbon, of course. Correct. So when I see something like this, small batch straight bourbon, I said, you know what? I'm going to give this a try. Age three years. So to me, that means if it's that young, it can't be that intimidating because it's not a human child. <laughs> I've got, I've got three-year-olds that'll... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. More about this the bourbon. Doesn't yes. More about the bourbon. This so, may have personality, so, 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 not like um, a child. <laughs> one of the... Chris mentioned... Uh, sweetness in his drinks and how he went from daiquiris to Jack and Coke. Uh, bourbons are 51% corn. And as you know, you know, obviously you have high fructose corn syrup. Corn has become such a, a, um, a staple of the American diet. Diet. Um, but because no, it, it, it could be, but, it, a negative, yeah. but a negative state. I mean, like, yeah, but know. it also, it, it's, it, it's versatile and that's yes. why it's in everything. Yes. Um, and because it's 51% corn and, uh, the way it's matured, it's going to give it a natural sweetness and you're going to get that immediately. Now, I actually, all three of us in this, in the room have not tried this. So this is completely blind for all of us. Oh, I have. No, oh, you, uh, look how much is gone. The fact I don't know if you had it or someone else may have had no, it. No, I had it. Those, okay. those damn but, midnight bourbon mooches. <laughs> yeah. Somebody <laughs> broke in, did about four shots. They and took a left. neck. How dare they? They didn't take the computer. They didn't take the TV. They didn't take any guitar. They saw liquor. And <laughs> they're like, I'm going to leave the bottle, but I want to try some of it because maybe somebody will explore this one day on a YouTube show. <laughs> um, so. I'm not completely familiar with, with the uh, legality of how to call something a straight bourbon or how many years it has to be aged. So I'm not going to say anything about that, but I do want to try it because I am becoming a fan of bourbons because I like an old fashioned mm, yes. and I feel that. An old-fashioned needs a bourbon rather than a scotch. Agreed. Um, because of the, especially with the complexity of some of the scotches, you could overwhelm the other flavors that you're adding in to an old-fashioned or any mixed drink for that matter. Um, as opposed to bourbons where, because it's 51% corn, that's your primary flavor, not corn, but the sweetness of it. That's your primary flavor. So you already have that very strong base, you know, compared yeah. to other yeah. things. So, Chris, since it's your bottle, let's crack this thing open. Again. It's already open. So. <laughs> or for the first time. For on the show. Come on. <laughs> Say when. When. <laughs> uh, that's good. Thank Cover you, sir. Cover your nipple in bourbon? Yes, sir. 
So what are you guys getting off of this? Uh, it, so Aside yes. from curiosity as to whether or not I can pick him. <laughs> um, vanilla. Um, it is a little bit, uh, compared to uh, the last show that we had with the Singleton, um, it is a little bit stronger on the alcohol, the yes. ethanol, yes. as we described, you know, putting your nose but close to it. I am getting it. corn. Like, you can, it's, it's a, it's not like boiled corn. It's more like corn on the grill. Like an actual ear of corn, like, like a whole. Like, like on the grill, like kind of like the, the smell that you get when you're grilling corn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you, when you boil corn, when you make, or like, like. Corn on the cob. Corn on the cob. Yeah. It kind of muddles the smell a little bit because it's it's you're destroy- it's yeah. steamed. It's like steamed smell. Mm-hmm. This is more. I'm getting more of like a like a right before the corn starts to get charred, like that okay. kind of smell. The natural sweetness coming yeah. through, or yeah. like like the sugar is caramelizing. Yes, type of thing. Yes. Okay. All right. We piqued our boy's interest too. He kind of his ears perked up. <laughs> Grilled corn, you say? How could, how could you tell? Because he actually looked at you. He looked oh. up from his phone. And that's how you. What is that? That's how you can tell a Gen Zer is interested. All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to break into this the 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 sheet that we have from the whiskey smiths. I need to find. What is that smell on the nose? So the tasting notes. So this is from the Rolling Hills of rural Tennessee. Time honored honored recipe highlights the sweetness of corn, which we got. Yeah, definitely. Peppery spice of traditional rye. I can see a little bit of pepper in it. And the perfect amount of malted barley. That's what it is. Yeah. It's it's, it's the, the malt. malt. Yeah. The traditional grains are milled, distilled, and aged for three years until they achieve the honor of becoming Stone and Timber's straight bourbon whiskey. You will discover the warm notes. So before we... Uh, actually, you know what? Let's try it first before we read the distiller's tasting okay. notes because that'll change... What oh, absolutely. His power suggestion is just yeah. that. So This is true. All right. So, all right, so on. this is supposed to be... Something that we're talking with you about, right? And mm-hmm. you know, you left, but you know, it's okay. We're still here. <laughs> what do you smell? I mean, we gave a lot of examples of like like different things. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, getting away from my problems. <laughs> well, yes. yes. <laughs> but like, so for instance, for me, this for me would be a very interesting um, old fashioned. Mm. I think it would be a very Dry, old-fashioned. Yeah, I would not in a I bad would, way. I would add a citrus to this, like like with yes. the bitters. I yes. would add an orange agostura yeah. when making the old-fashioned. You know what I actually did with this? The little bit that I had tried, mm-hmm. I decided to go Vincent Vega, and I cut a shot of this with vanilla Coke. Mm. Okay, and it was nice. Yeah, gotta say it was pretty good. I wonder if the vanilla, because obviously. That's yeah. with all whiskeys, you're going to get that. But having it with a vanilla Coke and having it with the obvious saccharine sugarness, mm-hmm. uh, sugariness of, of Coca-Cola, if that enhanced anything that's already existing. Yeah. And I didn't know how you guys felt about cutting your whiskey with something, which is why I thought... Drink it whatever the it. way you want to drink it. Well, yeah. I just meant for you, if that was going to be something that appealed to you, because I thought I ended up buying a six-pack of bottles because that was the only way I could find vanilla Coke. Yeah. Mm. So I said, eh, maybe I'll bring it. And then I thought... Nah, we'll just do it straight up, and That's then fine. if you decide, then we'll see. Later on, but... And the name Stone and Timber is just kind of cool, too, so... I will you know that. what? You see stuff on the shelf like Adam described. You know, some, you look at a bottle and go, I'm just going to buy that because it looks cool. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's like albums. Yeah. Yep. Yes, absolutely. So... Yeah. All right. Skull. Gross. Cheers. Salud. Af- La familia. Stuff like that. Mm. Mm, All right. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I know it sounds generic to say smooth... 
That's bourbon, though. But that's okay, though. But it is. That, that's, that's a. But it I is. Mean, look, if you that's can what say, I noticed if you about can it say, right If you can say that it's smooth, and then you can go on to describe it a little bit more than just yeah, what in makes detail. it smooth, that makes a big difference. But if you can, if you can take the term smooth and then kind of expand upon that a little bit, like why is it smooth? What makes it smooth? You know, I get it for something that is a bit. Now I can't yet define something like barley, but for something that is, let's say, peppery, mm-hmm. but also has some vanilla to it. Pepper, you would know is pepper. You can look at as being abrasive. Correct? Oh yes, but yes, it's yes, yes. it's yep. smooth in this, right? So I look at that and say, okay, there is a flavor that could be strong, but for me is actually mild. Yes, right. Which I equate with smooth. So um, one thing that I that I actually personally found out is when you hear the term like malted barley or malted anything, um, for instance, with um, monkey shoulder, mm-hmm. which is a very approachable scotch Mm. um it's it's malt and so the idea is to think of um dry cheerios huh and the flavor that the cheerio and that and that sugary because there is sugar it's natural sugars that come from that process and how does that is that reflected in the glass is that reflected in the drink Mm. and 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 personally i get that and cereal can be used cereal can be used like like we had something the the other day just on our own that tasted like the milk that you get after finishing a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch huh you mm-hmm. know it was That's it wasn't it wasn't the creaminess of like the milk but it was that cinnamon sugar kind diluted of cinnamon diluted, sugar diluted, yeah you right. know, round yeah if you want to use yeah. that that adjective a lot of adjectives when when describing oh i'll bet you know like it's it's so hang on second sip coming so I mean, we actually need like four. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I was busy so, in my own head. So I'm going to I'm going to revise my statement that this would. I don't think this is going to be a. If I were going to make an old fashioned out of this, I don't think it would be dry. Um, this is a nice base for an old fashioned. You can you can notch it up a little bit using Angostura bitters, you know, and the simple syrup, and maybe putting a tweel in it or something like that. Something that you would normally make an old fashioned with. But I think that this is something where. You're going to create a recipe that's very, um, very rounded. It's 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 going to be a nice drink to have, and whether yes. it's neat or you know, we'll try it on the rocks in a second to see if it changes the flavor profile a little bit. But I think that this would be a very good. If if I saw a bar that had a stone and timber on the shelf, I would order a old fashioned with this. Like I think it makes a very nice full-bodied old-fashioned without making it... There's not a lot that spikes out of it, you know? I mean, it says peppery notes, but I think it's just enough to give it a little bit of a difference in flavor mm-hmm. that it's not going to um, over, uh, you know, over-amplify just the pepper in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So according to the the distilling tasting notes, um, it says you will discover warm notes of vanilla and maple syrup. Yes. Maple syrup, uh, now that they've yes. suggested yeah. it, obviously right there. Uh, with hints of rye and nutmeg on the finish as you enjoy the special spirit. Distilled and barreled in traditional charred oak. Um, So that's one thing I do know. Uh, Bourbons, at least here in America, have to be new char oak. So literally the the barrel is built charred because they have to find a way to congeal the barrel to each Mm, other. And uh, there's different levels of char, which you can expel on your own. Um, And then that barrel is then... Uh, put with the spirit, the distilled spirit, and that is what imparts not only the color, but also the vanilla flavor and any of the other flavors that may be extracted from the distilling, the, the, um, the aging process. Gotcha. Okay. 
Um, yeah, maple syrup because it, it's it's as Chris said, it's smooth. And personally, with bourbons, I've always found, unless it's something that's smoky, it's always a very nice, pleasant. I'm enjoying my evening. Um, it's easy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, again, it's I know a relaxed. that sounds generic, but I, I know I said grilled corn, barbecue. Yeah, sit around a barbecue after you after you had like, a, like yes. burgers, burgers and dogs with the corn and whatever else. This is like this reminds me of a drink that you could just sit down and do uh, exactly what we're doing right, right here. But but in the barbecue kind of setting, like, and maybe not so early in the day. Says I don't who? know what you're talking about. Says who? <laughs> no judgments here. No judgments here. No, no judgments. Not at all. Um, so. You want to change it a little bit? See mm. what happens? Mm -hmm. You want some more in your glass so you can change it a little bit? No, I'll just spike it with some water. Okay. I need I need a little bit more liquid death than that's already in the glass. Nice. Again, like we described, you can, especially with this, you're going to see the oil separate like crazy. I do, um, actually. There's a lot already. more. Already. There's a lot more um, viscosity, so to speak, it looks with pretty. this. It does look pretty. Mm. But because of the corn, it, the, um, the way, and the way it's distilled, you'll see a lot more oils in it. Um, and and the only thing other other kind of uh, whiskey I can compare it to is an Isla Scotch. That there's just so many oils in it that you can physically see it separating and changing flavor in front and, of you. And so, in comparison to one that we had previously, the Singleton, where when you added the water or the ice to it, the the ethanol hits your eyes more. This hits less. Oh my hmm. God! Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Try. Yeah. Just okay. smell. Not even. Not even drink. Just smell. Yeah. Right? It, it yeah, it's mellows mild. the smell, yeah. you know? Mellow. Okay. Power suggestion. Cotton candy. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Wow, yeah. Right? Yeah. And isn't that crazy? All you yeah, did... And it's only a, been... A dusting of it's cotton been, candy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Walking been... Walking by the stand on a... On yes. A, on a, on a, on a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair. yeah, not eating it, but like, yeah. just like, I smell cotton candy. Yeah. Yes. Just in the air. Yeah. Wafting. When you're out of it. <laughs> yeah. Wafting through the every air. Time, every time someone says wafting, I picture like... Like the the Looney Tunes cartoons where the the scents are going like walking, like, yeah, the <laughs> they're tickling the nose, and, and, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Breathing in, me. breathing in the <laughs> well, vapors, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that was only seconds after you put that ice cube in there, right? You know, so that's that's how quickly it can change. And again, one of the reasons why people will just take a dropper of water and add it in because it doesn't take that much. Have you, you know, tried you, it since you? No, I have not. I have not tried it's it. Sweet, all right. Have you tried it since you put ice in? I haven't. Where's Sweet. the land for you now? No alcohol, no ethanol punch before. Not that it was hugely present before, but obviously, again, whiskey, it's going to have something there. But with the water, nothing. There was yeah. nothing there. Mm. It is incredibly approachable. Yeah. Um, a little less sweet for me. Um, I got a lot more uh, sharp sweetness okay. before. Um, mm. This came across... Less pronounced, mm. you think? The sweetness mm. was less pronounced. Um, let me, let me explore. Chris, keep, keep going. I'm, I'm sure. Now, interestingly, I, this is the first time I've tried this without ice because right. how I've had it is I have glasses like that. Mm -hmm. That's right. Ice yeah, cubes your, your that are just rocks. oversized mm -hmm. that basically fit yep. right. You know, yep. The square in the, yep. in the round glass. Yes. And, uh, throw a shot in there and then add the Coke to it until it's basically full because obviously the ice takes up about. Mm -hmm. Half to and there's a science thirds. behind that science. There's a science behind that. Um, <laughs> we just got to cut running it. Running gags, we do. Um, no, but um, if you go online and you start looking up YouTube 
videos and certain things online, you'll see that depending upon the, the shape and the size of the ice cube, depends it changes the way that the drink tastes it changes the way that the drink mixes mm. it reacts um, right it changes how cold the drink gets um these glasses that you guys are drinking of are meant to have the spherical ice cubes that are meant to swirl and it's meant to just kind of impart a little bit of chill a little bit of water to the ice but the ice isn't going to melt as much because mm. it's not sitting in the liquid so far i'm down with the swirl but when you get those big square ice cubes um, they're meant to agitate more, and they're meant to impart more cold into the into the liquid that you you have them sitting in. Um, uh, there's a there's a distillery um, in Keyport, New Jersey, and they serve um, the ice cubes are big bars. Oh, I've seen those, like um, like long long bars. So no matter where you are in the drink, you're gonna get a very a, a same amount of ice into the drink. When you get like crushed ice or cubed ice or things like that, it. it, it it melts too fast, and now it's just all water. Right, and you, mm. you're gonna water. To, gotcha. When you get crushed or cube ice, you, you don't want that drink to sit for a long time because it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna mellow out and and water it down very quickly. But if it's something where you want to get it cold fast, that's where the crushed and the cube ice works more mm. crushed than cubed. Um, if you want something where you want it to maintain its chill for a time, like you're going to be sitting out with this for a while and you, you kind of want to keep it cold but not watered down, that's where you get the thicker, the spheres and the cubes and things like that. And yeah. that's what I've been doing. I've been sipping on, I'll have like two of these yeah. stone and timber and vanilla yeah. Cokes and just while I'm watching a movie and just kind of sip on yep. it. And, and, and it, that is, that is. Over the course that's of a good, That's a good hours. term. It's yeah. a sipping whiskey. Yeah. Yes. It very much is. Like, I can sit here. As he says that with a grain of straw. You're goddamn right. And my banjo. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to go there, too. There's a, an artist called Jack Johnson uh, who I enjoy. And he's, he's you know, a banjo guy. And he literally has a song called uh, Whiskey Sippin' Music. Mm -hmm. And it is. And you just want to sit there with something like this. And just yeah. sit, like, on your porch and just be like. In the bed of your pickup. In the bed of your pickup. Just have good old time. That's your, in all seriousness. I hope that... That was not serious. Yes, I know. <laughs> this will be, though. Yes, <laughs> no, but I hope that exploring this and exploring all the other whiskeys that we uh, we do on this this little show that we're starting, you know, you're, you're like, oh, I mix it. I hope that now you're going to go home, you're just going to throw an ice cube in there, put a shot in there, and that's it. And just and just enjoy this for what it is. For what it is. I understand that you drink it how no, you but, want. But, but I was just going to tack onto that that said that if you find one where you're like, this is going to go very well with that vanilla Coke... Now, now you know what you're looking for that kind of works with that mixer. You right. Know? I mean, there are there are some whiskeys that are not going to work with vanilla Coke or, no. or anything. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's why Jack Daniel. I mean, that's why it's become a thing. Like yeah. Jack and Coke or Captain and Coke yep. for mm -hmm. Roman Coke. Yep. Because they complement each other well. And in the same way, having never had this straight up before, or neat, I guess, as you would call it, mm -hmm. I didn't get any pepper when I cut it. Originally, but like now, the, the last two nights yeah. when I've had some, I haven't gotten pepper at all. Drinking it neat, that that was right. the most, not overwhelming, but the most prominent mm. flavor I got. You was have to pull pepper. it out more, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is really really interesting. Yeah, and that and that, hell, that's one of the reasons why I came to you with the idea for this show is that, again, go back to your, you know, you're you're still a virgin, so to speak, in the ways of understanding. <laughs> Uh, understanding, but experience like experience virgin. Yes, yes, yes. Um, he's only gotten to third base, not home run yet. Um, <laughs> at least with whiskey. <laughs> um, but we gotta, no, under we gotta get a baseball chart for you because I don't, yeah, we do, but whatever. Um, Rabbit no, hole. but it's it's one, of, yeah, all right. Anyway, um, it's one of those things where it's it's 
you're still, uh, I, want, I don't want to say learning, but you're, you're appreciating it differently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, you came from a realm of mixed drinks and now you're slowly getting into, I'm just going to buy this, whatever the cost of the bottle is. And because I like this. This. Bourbon and, seems to hit with me, so I and, said, and this sounds good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try this. For, for me, for instance, so uh, when when I used to go out to um, fancy events, because <laughs> um, you can't order a... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hold on, where's my where's, where's my, my blazer? Where, no, where's my tuxedo t-shirt? <laughs> um, you know, you can't go to a fancy wedding and order a uh, white Russian. You know, they're like, i got to make this damn thing. <laughs> uh, no, but, so like I used to order whiskey gingers because I was not a big whiskey gin, whiskey drinker but whiskeys and gingers you know whiskey and ginger ale it's easy to make it's quick i'm not standing at the bar for so long um you know it's it's two ingredients no big deal and for me the 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 sweetness of the ginger ale cut the sharpness of the whiskey no matter what it was well you know because sometimes weddings are only just you know generic bottles you're not Mm. gonna get a flavor profile for it so i ordered whiskey gingers and and um a couple years ago i decided i I don't want to do soft drinks anymore I'm, i'm trying to cut out you know, soft drinks. So I'm like, what can I drink that speaks? This is a person who is an adult who wants an adult <laughs> drink. You know, I mean, I love how sound that's... like a grown up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. It's like you can't go to a wedding and go. Can I have a sex on the beach, please? Yeah. You know? So not looking like you, you so, can. <laughs> no, no, no. They run from that. They run for that. No. Yeah. Um, so. You're so going to get hauled I, away. Yeah, Someone's calling exactly. the cops on yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. I have patrol. sex on the beach? Ew, no. No, no. No. I'm, no. Done. I'm done. No. I'm done. No, 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 no. So, so I started looking at drinks that are, are like bourbon whiskey drinks that are commonplace, and I landed upon I, um, an old-fashioned. Mm. And the nice thing about old-fashioned is that the the liquor can change depending upon what you're in the mood for. You could go for a scotch. You could go for a whiskey. You could go for a bourbon. And the the drink still maintains that same kind of realm of personality and personality and yeah. whatnot. And I've it's come to the point now where I've gone to places that I've ordered old fashioned and critiqued them. And critiqued them. <laughs> like I went to one place, yeah, and, and the venue was very nice, but the the bartender put a splash of soda in the old fashioned. How dare they? And, and I looked at him going, okay, so that's how they do it here. Yeah. And I took it, and it was it was just not. It was not palatable. It was just, it changed it so much. Mm. It was like, I don't want to do this. There but, was a snob coming out. Right, yeah. Well, but I still felt like an adult ordering an old-fashioned versus, a, you know, sex yeah. on the beach or a... a even though, he, even though he added soda and made your kids old-fashioned. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> it's a Shirley exactly. Temple. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we call this a John Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. But this is this is a nice something that where I, I think that for those adult mixed drinks, mm-hmm. this goes well with it. Um, it's, it's a hundred percent old fashioned. It yeah. is that should be a this should be a standard if you yeah. if you are an old fashioned drinker. Um, like this, I, this I, should I, be... I gravitate towards four roses. Yeah, when mm-hmm. I do old fashions, I gravitate towards four roses. But this would be a nice alternative. That's a contender a nice now. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, All right, I, I would I would recommend it. But I, you're not personally, find it very often. This is a homemade old fashioned. Yes. Yes, yeah. and you guys four now roses. need to make me one because now I need to know. Yeah, what to four, do four roses you can find anywhere, but. Um, I would rec- yeah, I definitely recommend for me personally. I would use Agostura with an orange with a citrus uh, for the bitters with my old fashioned. But str- even straight, this is this is nice. Like a neat, or even with the you know the, the uh, splash of water or an ice cube. Go ahead. Uh, so, just a terminology standpoint, mm. um, the difference between straight up and neat. Do you know? 
No. Oh. I, I know what neat means. Neat is I neat. Know, neat is nothing. It's just the alcohol. Straight up is a uh, chilled glass. Okay, I did not so know that. Ice in the glass. Interesting. So Dump I learned something. Make the drink. Mm. Adam's knowledge drop, everybody. Yes. Science. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> so um, I, I think I think that's a... I think yeah. that's a good review of yeah. it all. I think so. Um, thank you for the. Uh, thank you for yeah, the. Yeah, that's alcohol. a nice. That's a nice introduction. I, I think that that's that's something that I don't know if I've ever looked at before, and something that I will now look, look for. for. Well, yeah. I'm glad that yeah. this early in the game, I was actually to contribute something, <laughs> able to contribute something. Oh, you definitely did. Because, good. Now, <laughs> now my sophistication can fully up, uh, blossom. <laughs> you get a B plus. <laughs> I'll take it. Still honor roll. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, on yeah, the whiskey yeah, yeah. honor roll. <laughs> we need a certificate now. Yes, yeah. 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 He contributed. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> and that'll do it for this week. Join us again next week where we will once again be drinking brown liquor and talking about it. Thanks for watching and shut cheer. up and drink. Shut up and drink. <laughs> Cheers. And there you go. Hope you enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun for us to do. And it seemed like a really good start. So I'm hoping this comes together. And this is a little series that we start doing on the YouTube channel, which will be fun. Which, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. You can search for Chris Ball's Podcast Experiment. Or you can go to the link tree in the social media on my accounts or on the Cape accounts. Once again, Cape Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Abalo, And on Instagram at Chris Sells Out. And... All the links to all the things are in my link tree as well. That's the link that you'll find on my social media pages. So check it all out. Subscribe. Check out the videos on a weekly basis. And if you do want to hear something Halloween oriented, I should have said at the beginning, you can go back to Cape 134 from last September. Jack and I talked about a lot of things about Halloween and stuff from when we were kids. And actually Thursday is going to be a video clip from that show that's going to be going up as a throwback clip. But we did an episode called Halloween-ish. We kind of wanted to get a little bit ahead of the Halloween season. And in September is kind of when people get amped up for October and, you know, it's spooky season and you know, pumpkin spice season and all that other stuff. So we jumped on it last September. So it's been our only real Halloween-oriented discussion so far. So if you're itching for some Halloween stuff and you haven't heard, or maybe you have heard it, maybe you heard it last year and it's worth revisiting. Cape 134, got some cool stuff coming up, got some interviews coming your way. Happy to get back to doing one-on-one -on -one interviews those are going to be coming soon, along with some other cool stuff. So please, once again, stay subscribed, follow the show on social media, and there's a lot to look forward to. And the show will be back next Monday with yet another episode. So until then, for Christian Cortez, Adam Reich, and Andrew Rizzatello, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment. go home. I'm not done talking to me. Just get out this door, Rummy, and you're the city's problem. If you make it through the night, you're welcome back.